It's showtime. Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. And I'm going to do a little follow-up episode of 283, is it? The the 100 episode, entitled, You Gon' Play Still Done. If you listen to that episode, first of all, thank you. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for being dedicated. If you haven't, what are you, a Fairweather fan? What do I say about Fairweather fans? They can't even tune into a podcast on a regular basis? I thought I was useless. But the follow-up is because uh, on that episode I talked about this is why I think this happened without actually doing any research about it. And today I got curious, so I did a little bit of reading about it. So I went on, googled The 100 Cancelled, And uh, one of the hits was uh, on this uh, Collider page. And it's an interview with uh, the showrunner, the Jason Rothenberg. And he reiterates that they went out on their own terms. The, The network wanted to do more, but he said, No! Never mind this cash cow. I'm pretty sure I'm so good, I'm going to be able to get myself an even more successful show, an even more lucrative Netflix-exclusive deal. Now, he didn't say any of these things, but I'm assuming that's what went on in his head because it's a damn fool's move to go and cancel your super, super successful show that up until this final season was getting better. Yeah, maybe not better every year. I think they capped out in season five, but certainly it was still damn good and there was a lot of stories to be told. He was basically saying that he didn't want to keep going. The network wanted more. They were cool. You know, they gave him 16 episodes so he can uh, hit episode 100. 100 episodes is how you syndicate, which if I'm not mistaken is how you make the big bucks. You can sell it to... TV land, well, hopefully it doesn't end up on TV land for like 40 years or something like that. They tend to not show new shows, but even like um, some sort of affiliate of uh, the CW, 100 episodes is tantalizing because they could build an aftermarket, I suppose, let's call it that, an aftermarket uh, fandom uh, who tunes in week in and week out, and they can rely on that uh, ad revenue. I believe that's how it works. That's how I'm imagining it works. I've never had a successful television show. I don't even have a successful podcast. You know how how lowly that is? At this point, I don't even justify my suicidal thoughts. They're legit. I'm just too cowardly to execute them. Yeah, but this uh, Rothenberg character goes on to say that You know, it's a long time to tell a story with one group of characters. You know, we want to keep it fresh every year. And we didn't want to overstay our welcome. I didn't want to be making episodes in the season 10 and 12 and beyond. Yeah, I don't buy that. I still stand by what I said uh, in the You Gon' Play Stay Done episode. 
Yes, I'm saying it as many times as I can during this episode because it may be the last time I ever get to say it. But what I think happened was he wanted to do 10, 12 seasons. He wanted to go as long as he could, milk that cow as long as he could, keep that paycheck coming in as long as he could to pay for his expensive divorce lawyers and such. That whore is getting nothing from me. But then the CW was like, no, your actors are getting too expensive. Trash this show, and then we're going to do a spinoff, which I'll get to in a second. And why do I feel this way? It's because, like I said, at the end of season five, they were like, end of book one. You don't go end of book one at the end of season five, only to be like a year later, say, nah, we're we're out of stories. We don't want to keep doing this. Season 10, season 12, oh, that's gross. Who wants to have a, a show that runs that long? You fool. The only objection I have with running into season 10 is Clark's boobs would probably be down by her knees. But that's when you bring back the mind drives so you can keep the character and cast her in a fresh, brand new 19-year-old busty blonde. Goodness gracious, I should be running the CW. I know how this evil and scummy shit works. I wanted to ask the question... Who would do what they did at the end of season five and then change their mind only a year later? I, me, I guess. I, I, I have a lot of plans and then I change my mind all the time. But I've also got a shite load of mental health issues. Guys who are in this position, not saying they ain't got their problems. They've got probably worse problems than me. But they also have teams of people and contracts in place where they can't just back out of something. They just can't just change their mind and be like, you know what? Never mind book two. Never mind our 15-season plan. Let's just call it a day. Even if they want to, they're not allowed to. And even if they're allowed to, they're not going to be able to because there's too many moving parts. Because people's livelihoods depend on this. Cast, crew, writers, directors, everything. Everybody's depending on the show. So you can't just be like... I don't feel like doing the show anymore. I'm pulling the plug. If anything, yours like what Joss Whedon did with uh, Angel and uh, Buffy. He couldn't run both shows, so he hired somebody. You just keep your exec producer credit, and then maybe you come in and serve as a consultant or something. But if there's still demand for the show, the network's not going to let you get rid of it like that. If it's a cash cow for them, which I don't know, does CW really have any cash cows? This ought to be as close as they get, really. So I do think I was wrong about one thing. Well, not in life. I'm wrong about most things in life, apparently. According to my mind, I'm wrong about everything. But uh, the last episode, I was like, oh, CW pulled the plug because they weren't interested in the story they were going to tell. I don't think that's the case. I think I hit upon something like three minutes ago where I said... It's because the cast was getting expensive, the show was getting expensive, so they're like, start over. Get the bottom guys. Get non-union actors if you can, but certainly get them, at the very most, entry-level union so we can save a couple dollars. Because I know for a fact Smallville went through that once upon a time. I think they were going into season 7, season 8, something like that, like the later seasons... And the CW was like, okay, cool, yeah, we'll renew you guys, but for season one prices, it's like, no, 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 season one, you were taking a chance. 
season seven, you're laughing all the way to the bank. You know the show is popular. You know you're going to make money. You're not, you're not going to cheap us out like that. So what this article goes on to say is there's some really bad news for people who enjoy this show like me, but also enjoy good storytelling and likable characters because they're throwing this show that had plenty of both away I'm assuming to save some money in favor for... And during this interview, they only hinted at it because uh, I guess it hadn't uh, released yet, so they didn't want to spoil anything. But the moment they're like, oh yeah, one of the episodes has a back... It serves as a backdoor pilot to a prequel. I'm like, oh no. That episode that, as far as I'm concerned, ruined the season for me, ruined the entire lore of The 100. That's the future of The 100. It's the one where that Callie chick and her douchebag-looking boyfriend, August or whatever. Yes, the same episode that I must have spent at least 25 minutes on the review episode bitching about, talking about how that completely ruined everything that had come before it and then everything that came after it. He refers to the spinoff as the the origin of the Grounders. Everybody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody in their right mind will want to see it. I'm sure there's some fanboys out there who don't understand good storytelling and good characters who are just blind, blindly following and consuming what's given to them without asking any questions, without criticizing any of it. But anyone who's legit will know That show will be horrible. That show is unnecessary. It turns out there was a campaign on Twitter because I I unfollowed The 100 because I didn't want any spoilers to this final season. But it turns out there was a Twitter campaign that used the slogan, No question will go unanswered. That was a horrible mistake. They should have absolutely left these quote-unquote questions i don't i don't know who had questions about any of this shit i feel like they did a really good job in previous seasons giving you the gist of what was and how things came to be in a cool and uh interesting way that it's best to leave it at that becca promhera first commander she came up with this shit that's good enough for me i don't need to know i certainly didn't need to be introduced to this cali girl this blackish girl who's good at everything who's a rebel who's strong and brave. And by season three, she's going to become a Carl. She's going to realize that the bravest and strongest thing she could ever do is change sex. And because that August guy's a bitch, he's going to also change sex and become a woman. But for him, it's not that far away. A show where they're like, oh, and this is the episode we decide to use... A different language, even though the one we're using right now is perfectly fine and probably a really good idea to stick to because everybody understands it. We've been using it for the past 20 years, and it's actually really hard to learn a second language in your 20s. I know I said it in the last episode, but I'll say it again. Who in their right mind will learn a new language willingly? If the leader of my pack was like, so this is what we're going to do, Instead of finding food and building shelter, I'm like, clearly, you are not fit to lead. Off with his head, float him. 
I'm telling you, if someone's like, instead of spending this time to learn some practical skills like hunting and foraging and growing plants and figuring how we're going to do that out this desolate land, we're going to spend five hours a day learning this fake language me and my friends made up just for shits and giggles? Oh, this would be a huge addition to the lore because Becca Promheta is the first commander in general, but I would become the first Shayheta. I would slaughter the bitch. I would slaughter her boy toy, and I would slaughter anyone who remotely agreed this was the move to make. Here's the thing with the CW. They've never had money. They've never been a major player. They've never been a major network, but they have taken what they could. They have come up with interesting and innovative ways to scrounge up enough cash to produce a few really good shows. Like I remember when Nikita was on, I think what they were doing was they had shows. Oh yeah, it was like Vampire Diaries, the originals and stuff like that between, I think it was like, maybe it was Monday to Friday or Tuesday to Friday or something. And then they would show nothing on Saturday, Sunday. No original stuff. It was uh, syndicated programming from their affiliates and stuff. I like those days. Those were like rebel days. You know, that's like I felt like I was part of a movement or something. Uh, I wasn't, but I felt like I was. Turns out I was just a fat boy lusting over Lindsay Fonseca. Not a rebel at all. Not part of any movement. Well, probably a movement closer towards me getting a restraining order from Alexandra Udinov. But now that they're flush with that uh, DC money, their DC Arrowverse money, they seem to be doing shit that I don't back. If they believe there is a huge demand out there to see this woke-ass broad be the sole reason why everything we love in the hundred, that world, why that exists, I gotta tell you, I think they got another thing coming because when you go woke, you tend to go broke. Their tagline was, no question will go unanswered, but who wanted to know, whoever asked, hey, I wonder where Trigetta slang came from. First of all, I think we're all caught up in the, the stakes and the tension and the drama of the show to be thinking even about this language. Other than, man, that's a cool language. I really like it. But who? only stupid people would ask, oh, where, where did this come from? Where do you think it came from? Where did any language come from? It came from a need to communicate. Now, I don't know what the first language was, but certainly it came from people being like, ooh, ooh, eh, eh. After a while, they started keying in on, hey, if I go ooh consistently and I keep pointing at the apple, then people know that ooh now means apple and ah means big club and snoo snoo means taking big club and whacking some fine ass looking cave woman bitch over the head and then dragging her off into the bushes where you do unspeakable things to her. So you figured that's how the grounders came up with their language. It's clearly based on English because there are some words that sounds like English. So, and it makes sense. It was only a hundred years ago and the Western civilization was clearly using English at the time, but much like any dialect, when you move into different parts of the world, people start 
talking a little bit differently and then enough people learn from those people and then the language evolves. So that's how I figured Trigetta slang came from. It's a basically a dialect of English. So no, I don't trust the CW anymore. If they think this is a good idea to tell that story, that story that ruined everything, and with Arrow, well, Arrow was done for me after like season four at the very latest. Supergirl, though one of my favorite comic book characters of all time, I watched like half a season one or something. That, yeah, I'm basically done with that that network. Now, had they created a spin-off prequel about like Lexa, about like Lincoln, and even if it's not them, because that's like really close, because I think I mean Lexa was a kid, right? So how many how many stories could you tell with her before you know it starts syncing up with the stuff we've already seen, right? So it, that doesn't make sense. But why the hell not make something that was 20 years before Lexa. You could fit a shitload of cool stories in there. You got your, was it, 13 tribes. Everybody's battling for power. Everybody's battling for the throne. Everybody wants to be in charge. And you can bring back the best part of the hundred. You could bring back the, the Hedda, the commander. You can bring back the flame keeper. You can bring back all that good stuff and really flesh it out. There's no more Sky Crew, no more Clark, you know, somehow getting the night blood and stuff like that. You go legit. You could tell the stories of the commanders that came before that were a big part of the, the flame in Maddie's head. That would be infinitely more interesting than this this imposter bullshit show there there's apparently it's good like the likelihood of it happening is very good that's what uh, this uh, Rothenberg character was saying and that goes to tell you this guy he wasn't interested in being done with the hundred the CW was interested in being done with the hundred because he's coming back as the showrunner if he had been like, no, I'm done with the the hundred. I, I don't want to tell 10, 12. I don't spend 10, 12 years of my life telling stories from this universe. No, that's why I ended it after seven. If that were the case, he wouldn't be coming back. But because he is coming back, it's clear it's all bullshit. CW wanted to save money and they want to go woke, but they're about to go broke. Because I have to imagine there are so many people out there who love the hundred but will hate what Callie is. Because there's no doubt there's tons of people who hated what Clark became. Because at first, she was a really likable character. She really... She had her weaknesses and insecurities and all that stuff. And situation caused her to become who she became. But after a while, she was just too goody two-shoes. You expect her to do the right thing. Sure, she goes crazy. Like, she does some cool shit, too. Like, there are great elements of her character, but it was just too much of that. And this is why it's great the Kenny Ho show isn't popular, because if it were, I know someone would write me, a bunch of people would write me and be like, oh, is it because she became a strong, independent woman that she's handling her business better than any man would that you hate her? I'm like, no. Even if Bellamy went down this road, and he kind of did, he was just like, our friends, we got to do it for our friends. Shut up. Real life doesn't work like that. Who in their right mind, like, don't get me wrong, I have a couple really good buddies who have looked out for me over the years and who I would jump through hoops to help out. But there's a friggin' line. My life is not about them. 
I'm not sitting here being like, but what about our friends? We got to do everything we can for our friends. I'm like, listen, here, I'll, I'll jump through a couple hoops, but that's it. I'm not jumping through all the hoops and I'm not running through radiation fields. And I'm not risking life and death. Y'all cool. But at the end of the day, it's about number one. Kelly Chong. Goodness gracious, she's sexy. TVB really bringing it lately with the goodness and the graciouses. And I think that's in general... Well, I don't know. I really haven't watched enough CW shows to make this in general. But that's why I stopped liking Arrow. Because they added, you know, those merry band of misfits or whatever. None of them very charismatic. All of them with a very punchable face. And you have to assume where they went with that show is, you know, they became the equivalent of Clark's friends where Ollie, instead of being that stone cold killer who was murdering guys for knowing his secret in season one, the Ollie that everybody loved, he probably became like Clark. I will, I gotta, I gotta sacrifice for my friends. I gotta do everything I can to make sure they're all right. Oh, they've got my friends. Oh, they really got me in a bind now. Like, it was cool when he was going balls to the wall to save his baby girl, Felicity Smoke. Of course, I'd do the same thing. And once upon a time, I would have. Now I'm like, Emily Bed Rickards. If it's over, let it go and come tomorrow. It will seem so yesterday, so yesterday. And Diggle, of course, I'd stick my neck out for Diggle, but... I think CW's caught up in some nonsense. Oh, we gotta make friendship seem like the most important thing in the world. Friendship is the one and only unsinkable ship. And I have no doubt that this new show they're proposing would be the same horse shit. You know that Cali girl's already looking out for everybody. I would not be surprised if they did that show and it got one season and it was done. One and done. That's it. Or they would drastically have to shift. They would basically have to do the show that I'm talking about, that I'm proposing, like see, right into this, the second season. They're going to have to skip way the hell ahead, skip 50, 60 years ahead, or introduce the commanders and uh, the grounders way too early. It's likely they would try to stick it out with that Cali girl. So they're definitely going to stick that little gear-looking thing on her forehead before the end of season two. Like, she's the second commander, and everybody knows her language. That's why she can use it off and on, so we can keep a tie to the original good show. Eat my ass, CW. The hundred died at the very latest in the end of season seven. I wanted to end it there, but I also looked up um, Buddy Bellamy. I was right. There was definitely issues. I wouldn't be surprised if it were like uh, substance shit, but uh, apparently he asked for time off. That's why he's not on the show, which is not normal, right? If you don't have some serious, serious shit, A, the network's not going to let you take time off. If you're, a, if you're the leading man, they're not giving you time off. Your final season, they're not giving you time off. It had to be something serious. It had to be definitely something like deeply mental, like some sort of mental health issue. But I w judging by the amount of weight he put on and stuff, I'm assuming it was uh, drinking or worse, right? I mean, good for him. He was like, hey, you know what? Never mind this uh, showbiz shit. My health is more important. So 
more power to him, and they made it work in the story anyway, so it was fine. Uh, see, I now I just want I just googled momentarily. Um, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, uh, but Octavia. I typed in her name. Wait, I don't want to be like I don't want to read a post that's flat out. Did she get fat? Because I just don't want to hear from those types of people. And sure, saying it out loud right now, it. Part of me is like, Kenny, aren't you one of those people? I'm like, no. When I do it, it's jokes. When someone else does it, someone on Reddit, they're gross. And I also don't want to hear from the people who like are strongly in denial and, and delusional about what we're all seeing on TV. We're all seeing that Octavia's put on a couple pounds. And it looks like she's struggling with probably the same shit Bellamy was struggling with. But these people would be like, it's so disrespectful. Here, I'll read it. It's uh, There's a Reddit post right here that says, I find it very disrespectful to a woman if she has a dot, dot, dot. I'm like, I'm not going to read that. Definitely not going to read that. But it does say she talks about the last season, so I wonder. Oh, it's a video. Yeah, I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to trust my eyes on this one, uh, even though my brain doesn't want me to do that ever. I'm just going to trust that even though she was wearing black a lot, she still looked like she put on a couple pounds. But whatever. It's all over now. She can get real fat now, as far as I'm concerned. The spinoff, unless they you know, do uh, stories with the the people on the Ark. But it, was, it still wouldn't make sense. She wouldn't be born for another, like, 80 years. So she doesn't need to make any cameo appearances, even though that show would desperately need cameo appearances. And every element of the original show they can get in there without screwing it up too bad to even get a couple seasons. Because as is, it's a real shame. For a moment, I wasn't even that excited because it was pretty quick in the article where they're like, there's a backdoor pilot for a prequel. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly which one it is. So I wasn't even excited. But if it were, as I said, a show about the commanders set like 20 years before the 100, money in the bank. I like Kenny Come Sky Crew. You gon' play. Still done.